Another case of contradictory testimony. And here we have a case of two women, we'll call them A and B, who are mo- both married to the same husband. And they are having differing opinions, different testimonies regarding whether or not he died. A says he did die, and B says he didn't die. If that's the case, the one who says that he did die, that's A, so she may remarry and she also can collect her ksuba. As we saw previously, those two issues go hand in hand back in Mishnah Gimel, so she can both remarry and collect her ksuba. But as for B, who said that he didn't die, she cannot remarry and cannot collect her ksuba. The point of our Tana here is that the testimony of A has no implication or repercussions or relevance to B and vice versa. Each one is presumed to be lying with respect to the other, and therefore their testimony with respect to the other is not admissible in any way. Um, and we look at each of the two women sort of as in, in their own bubbles. So A, in her bubble, says he did die. She can remarry and get her ksuba. B says... He didn't, so she can't, and the testimony is not considered to be contradictory testimony. Now, says the Mishnah further. Now, sorry, should before I go on, the the truth is that even if the second woman had said nothing, even if the first woman said he her husband died, and the second woman B doesn't know what happened, still B could not remarry based on the testimony of A, as we said before. They're presumed to be lying with respect to the other. Maybe A has a trick up her sleeve, she's got machinations of messing up B by getting her to end up ultimately being kicked to the curb and not being able to stay married to, to her husband. So if that's the case, the question becomes why the Mishnah had to have the case of B contradicting A. It has no impact on A. That's old news. And she wouldn't be able to remarry based on her testimony he did die anyways. So the point is, the real Chiddush of the Mishnah here there becomes that when the woman B says her husband didn't die, so that is her declaring that she's a woman who may not remarry. In sort of the technical language of, of Chazal, it's Shavya Anafshe Kachaticha de Isura. She has equated herself, given herself the status of being a forbidden item, meaning someone who can't remarry. And in so doing, when she gets that label of being a Chaticha de Isura, like a forbidden thing that can't remarry, so that stands on its own merits and can't be contravened now by her own testimony, which would mean, for example, A walks in and says her husband died. B, the co-wife, says he didn't die. And then the Bezdin says, as the Mishnah says, okay, A, you can remarry and get your ksuba. B, you're stuck. So then B says, wait a second, wait a second. She says, listen, I, I was only, I was lying. The only reason I said my husband's still alive is because I wanted to mess up, you know, my, my, the co-wife, A. But if she's not messed up, forget it. I'll tell you the truth. The truth is that, you know, he did die. So even though, under normal circumstances, not these circumstances, but normal circumstances, if B would have walked in and said her husband died, she'd be believed and could remarry. Now that she has equated herself with, as being a forbidden item, someone who cannot remarry, so now her testimony as a single witness can't undo that. So she's stuck. So that would be the bigger Chedesh for Mishnah, that B now can't remarry even if she changes her mind and tries to give testimony which is consistent with A. It's too late. The next part of the Mishnah says, what if both A and B walk into the Bezdin? They both agree that their husband is dead. 
but the way in which we, he died is disputed. Meaning, one says he is mace, he died in his hotel bed, peacefully, and one says Nerag, he was, you know, shot in some back alley and murdered. So that's called Eidos Hakhasha, that's, that's um, contradictory testimony. And under normal circumstances, if two witnesses come and they give testimony which is irreconcilable because they contradict, so then both essentially are thrown out of court and we're back to square one having no acceptable testimony. But in our case over here, in our Mishnah, the essential point that we want to really establish isn't how he died, it's simply, is he or is he not dead? And in that issue, both A and B agree that yes, he's dead. And that should permit each of them to remarry. And each in their own vacuum, claiming he's dead, regardless of how he died, should be permissible to allow them to remarry. So, our mission nevertheless says, Rebbe Meir Since the testimony of A and B contradict one another, neither one can get married. Now, Rebbe Meir is coming from an utterly different place than the first line of our Mishnah, the first case of our Mishnah. He holds that, in contrast to the first part of the Mishnah, that the testimony that A delivers has relevance with respect to B and vice versa. These two co-wives really can mess each other up and their testimony makes a difference. We, we are entertaining, we're, we're considering what the, their counterparts are saying. And Reb Meir says, since they're giving contradictory testimony, we don't know who to believe, someone's definitely lying. And therefore, at least someone's lying. So, that being the case, we have no admissible testimony and no one can get remarried. That's Reb Meir's position. Now, the truth is, Reb Meir could have been said that on the previous case of the Mishnah. But he wants to say the bigger Kedish. In other words, he could have, he could have said, even when one says he dies, one says he didn't die, Reb Meir would also say that no one can get remarried because we've got hakasha, we've got contradictions going on. Um, but he, and he agrees with that, but he didn't say it there because in this next part of the Mishnah, it's even a bigger chiddush. Even if they both agree he's dead, even then, since their testimony is irreconcilable, neither one can get remarried. Even the one who neither one can get remarried. On the flip side, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, who really agree with the Tanakama, who hold that each woman's testimony is um, in its own little bubble, and no co-wife can impinge or impact on the other at all with respect to, you know, her husband's status. That being the case, Rebbe and Rebbe Shimon Omrim, hol v'zu modos since they both agree that he's still, he's dead, he's no longer alive, yinasu, both of them can marry. Meaning, even though their, contra- their testimony is contradictory, that doesn't matter. The essential point is that he's dead, and both agree on that, and therefore they can remarry. That's what the words of the Mishnah translate to mean. Now, the truth is, the Mishnah has to be saying a little more than that, because if Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon hold that the testament of A has no relevance to B and vice versa, which they in fact do hold, so then it shouldn't really matter if they are modos, if they agree that he's, that he's dead. That's just not, not relevant to the equation. The, the point is, there's no such thing as hakhasha of contradiction between testimony of, of two co-wives, because each one is just not admissible testimony with respect to the other. So, therefore, although the halacha is certainly like that each woman can remarry because each one claims that her husband died and each one has a separate story. The truth is it doesn't really matter that they're agreeing that he's dead, notwithstanding the fact they disagree how he died. The The point of our Mishnah is, and this is this really, the halacha reflects this. Bottom line is, as Shulchan Aruch codifies it, even if two other witnesses came, who, as two independent witnesses, they certainly are, and the court receives them both, 
they certainly um, could impugn or contradict the other one and, and therefore undermine their testimony and become contradictory to witnesses with, of whom both are rejected, their testimony. So notwithstanding that, the din is lahalacha, if two witnesses came in, not co-wives, and they, just regular witnesses, independent witnesses, and they say their husband died, and one says he died natural causes in his hotel room, one says he died by being murdered in the back alley, even then, lahalacha, since they both agree on the essential fact that he's dead, the courts will allow both of these women to remarry. And although that is um, certainly extraordinary, usually such testimony would not be admissible because it's contradictory, um, um, essentially, to keep it simple for, for now, since the essential, since, since there's a, a world of leniency going on anyways here, because he wants the woman not to be stuck as a gunos and trapped, and we're lenient um, in this scenario as well. Okay. The Mishnah continues on and says, Eidomer meis ve'edomer lo meis. If you have a witness who's a regular kosher witness, you know, a non-relative male who says that the husband died, and the other one says, no, he didn't, and they both come at the same time. So, now we have contradictory testimony and the Bezin doesn't know what to do and therefore won't do anything. Just as Isha Omeris Meis Isha Omeris Lo Meis. If two women come in, um, so these are typically not going to be accepted as, as witnesses, but we said we could accept the testimony of a woman for the sake of ascertaining whether the husband died and believing it to allow a woman to remarry. Since we have, again, contradictory testimony, we don't know what to do about it. Haray Zu Lo In such a scenario where we have Edis Hakhasho Zedzeh, then we are stuck and we will not permit the woman to remarry. Important to note, in the event that a woman or man for that matter first came in and said the husband's dead and the Bezin said, okay, so then his widow can remarry. If subsequent to that, another witness comes and says, no, he's still alive, we would reject that witness because once the Bezin has posited it, so that sock, we've accepted the testament of that one witness and we've elevated it to being essentially halachic fact and that being the case, it's as if two witnesses testifying. So now one witness can't come and undermine that. So therefore, if the Bezin rules first, and then a second person comes, it's too late. But a case of the last case of remission here, or the two contradictory witnesses come at the same time, meaning they come before the Bezin has made any ruling in such a scenario. So we consider both of those contradictory testimonies and are left ultimately with no, no uh, testimony at all. So we can't let the woman marry. Just wrapping up before I end the recording here, in the first case, the mission where we said one co-wife A said he died and the other co-wife B said he didn't die, there we let each we let the one who said that he did die uh, remarry, and that is true regardless of whether or not the who 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 came first and whether the best impossible. Because again, we look at them as two separate non you know in separate bubbles, each one not being able to have relevance on the status of the other.